Have you ever stopped to think about your worldview? I realize this probably sounds strange, since you might be a Christian. So that's your worldview, right? While that may be true that you're a Christian, does your worldview line up with what you profess? My name is Keegan Peck, and this is The Odyssey Home. So let's say you're a Christian, and I pray that you are. What made you decide to follow Christ and become a Christian? Maybe your decision to follow Christ happened overnight, or maybe over years. Maybe someone led you to Him, or maybe you discovered Him on your own. Either way, you've made the decision to follow Him because you realized He is the Son of God. You believed that He came to this earth, died for your sins, and was raised again. You realized you were a sinner, and He was the only one who could wash away your sins. I want to ask you another question. Do you live in fear? Do you worry about different aspects of your life? negative things that could happen to you, to your health or livelihood? Do you worry about getting hurt or even about dying? Do you live in fear? Maybe most of those things you try to push out of your mind most of the time, at least until you encounter something that could affect your safety or security. But when those times hit, we can become so overwhelmed with worry, can't we? It's hard sometimes to even focus on anything else because of that consuming fear of what if. What if I get sick? What if my friend or family member gets sick? What if I lose my job or my home? What if that important business deal doesn't go well? What if I don't pass this exam? What if something happens to me while I'm traveling? What if? I'm sure you've been there. I've been there so many times. So many times, in fact, that it's become normal. It's something I feel is completely rational and expected. But should it be? Are we meant to live in fear? 
There are a lot of passages that talk about not fearing. But the one that I'd like to look at is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 8. It says, Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The writer quotes from a couple of places in the Old Testament. The first being what Moses said to the Israelites as Joshua was made his successor. The second is from Psalms 118. Something I find interesting is the thought leading up to trusting in God, and that's that we are free from the love of money and are content with what we have. That's interesting, isn't it? Now, the writer talks about other things before that in this chapter. But the thought directly connected to trusting in God is being content with what you have. It makes me wonder if there could be any parallels between this and the passage it is referencing. Parallels in God providing for the Israelites and them continuing to not trust in Him. If we go back to Deuteronomy chapter 31, we see that this is something Moses says to the Israelites during some of the last moments he has with them. He is about to give control to Joshua. But before he does, he wants to give words of encouragement to the people. I want to read verses 1 through 8 of this chapter. So Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am a hundred and twenty years old today. I am no longer able to come and go. And the Lord has said to me, You shall not cross this Jordan. It is the Lord your God who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you shall dispossess them. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you, just as the Lord has spoken. The Lord will do to them just as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them up before you, and you shall do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall give it to them as an inheritance. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. 
Moses delivers these words to encourage them because he knows what they are going to face. He knows they're going to face battles and people who will threaten them and the inheritance God has given them. Do you think he's also remembering back to all those times the people were afraid and wanted to turn back? All the times those people wanted to turn away from God because they thought it was too difficult to follow him. Even after seeing all those miracles. What gave Moses the confidence to say these words to the Israelites? I mean, he isn't just lightly motivating them with hollow words. He's giving them a charge to motivate them in following God because he knows the Lord will never leave them. He knows the Lord will never forsake them. He's seen the power of God for the last 40 years. He's seen God divide waters. He's seen God deliver food from heaven and water from rocks. He's been in the presence of God on Mount Sinai. His confidence in God is unshakable. It is certain. What's sad is that the Israelites, as a whole, struggled with following and trusting in God. And it wasn't for a lack of miracles. Aside from what Moses sees in a few instances, the Israelites have witnessed many of the same miracles Moses has. And even if this particular group hasn't witnessed all of them, they have heard about the miracles from their parents. They've been eating food given them from heaven every day. They have witnessed their shoes and clothes not wearing out for 40 years. They've seen the power of God at work as He's taken care of them. But time and time again, they struggled to trust Him. And how often do we find ourselves in that same boat? How often have we seen God work in our lives and then say, I don't know how I'm going to get through this next challenge? We have trouble remembering what God has done for us. We forget what we profess in church on Sunday, that we serve the Creator of the universe. And that doesn't just apply to certain aspects of our lives. It applies to every aspect of our lives. Our worldview, the way in which we approach life, must line up with our Christian faith. When we say we believe that God exists, that He created us and all that we see, we have to live it out in our daily walk. We have to trust Him in everything. We have to be willing to say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I know you will, one way or another. I know you're going to take care of me as I need, because I'm your child, and you're my father. When Moses spoke these words in Deuteronomy to the Israelites, you can see his faith. He trusts in God completely. He knows the Lord has the best interests in mind for those who follow Him. There isn't any doubt in His words. His belief and trust is completely wrapped up in His Lord. 
Can we have that same certainty and trust? Can we believe in God and in His power and in His words? Maybe it starts with asking ourselves this question. Who do we believe God is? Is He the living God who created us and all that we see? Is He the same God who spoke the stars and galaxies into existence? Is He the God who parted the Red Sea and brought plagues to Egypt? The God whose Son healed the sick, calmed the storms, and raised the dead? The same God who defeated death when He raised His Son back to life? Is this the God we serve? When we think about it like that, it puts things in perspective, doesn't it? If we believe the same God who demonstrated His power throughout the Bible is the same God we follow, don't our problems seem a little less significant? Doesn't that make some of those fears subside a little? Doesn't that make it a little easier to trust Him? This episode was written and produced by me, Keegan Peck, with theme music by Amy Ferris, and additional music by selections from Epidemic Sound. For more information, please visit the show's website at theodysseyhome.com. That's the Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, home.com. There you can find more information about the podcast and a way to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Watch for future episodes released every two weeks. See you next time, and thanks for listening.